0: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one
2: winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Here we are, Cordell, week 17. The last two weeks of the season will be divisional games. Potentially could lead to if the Ravens end up winning the division or not, and the first man up, is the pittsburgh steelers who uh thanks to the oakland raiders um is still have a glimpse of hope in getting a playoff spot now it's very bleak there's about three teams ahead of them that could get it but at the end of the day they are still not officially out of contention which means i expect them to play some of their best football on sunday had had they lost A week ago, we would have been seeing a different story. So, nonetheless, this should be a typical, um, traditional matchup of the Ravens and Steelers and seeing how this all plays out. So, let's start with offense, Cordell. Um, we know it it looks more like Lamar will not be playing on Sunday and Tyler Huntley is going to be the guy under center. Um, you're starting to see fans. Frankly, exactly. And um, I think a lot of it has to do with, well, if, you know, they already are in the playoffs. We do know that. We don't know the seeding yet, but at the very least, they're in the playoffs. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, is he going to come back at all? Is he going to come back in the playoffs? I mean, is he going to be rusty if he comes back in the playoffs? A lot of those things. But we've also seen a lot of chatter about his work ethic, which um, has gone from, oh, he's not showing up at um, his treatments, So all of a sudden, oh, he is working hard to come back. So um, the fan base has lost their minds. They don't know what to do with themselves. They're pulling out their eyelashes, uh, pulling out the follicles in their hair on their faces because they have no idea what to believe at this point. And whether or not you believe that, Cordell, I really feel like what Harbaugh said to you, because you were the reporter that asked him about um, his PCL injury, look, they, they have to focus on football and continuously harping about Lamar, which I understand. Let me be clear. He is the starting quarterback, so you you do want to know an update about where he stands. But Harpo, at the end of the day, has to has to continue to game plan against a team that he knows very well with a guy that is not as good as the guy that he's playing for. And so I can understand the little annoyance in him and that – question, Um, but I also understand why that question needed to be asked. So, you know, it's been a, a, a an interesting 24 hours, I'd like to say, in the Ravens' flock land when it comes to L- the Lamar situation. Thanks, Cordell, for staring the pot.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's inevitable. It's impossible to have a Ravens season, especially these last couple of years, without – a nice dose of Lamar drama. Um, And it seems like it's happening at the same time of year, the last two years now. Um, I I feel like my whole purpose, honestly, for asking Harbs about Lamar's injury was because simply we have not gotten any official word on what exactly his injury is we've seen the reports yep. out of what it what it you know is rumored to be and all that but everything is just rumors everything surrounding Lamar is rumor so you know my thinking is let's just go straight to the horse's mouth let's go to Hobbs and, and granted it's that time of year Hobbs doesn't want to answer any injury questions if you notice he hasn't given us any updates on Calais Campbell yep. any updates on Marcus Peters, Marcus right. Peters yep. you know so um I, I, I understand he doesn't want to talk about injuries right now, but considering everything that's going on specifically with Lamar and all the little rumors here and there that, that you're hearing. Um, and like you said, some of the rumors are being debunked uh, at the same time while they're getting put out. It's you don't know, really know what to believe right now. And people have been asking me about this situation all week. And I've been telling them it's kind of a mixed bag. Like I'm trying to sort through the trash right now. I'm hearing a combination of a lot of different things. And it just is too much, too many different things being said for me to pinpoint exactly what it what is the truth. Uh right now. So I'm just kind of like you've been saying, I, I'm I'm just along for the ride right now and seeing how this thing plays out because nobody is going to officially say anything. I'm not getting caught up in the rumors because you know it's it's sticky right now. Is it's, it's a very unique situation, especially when your quarterback is dealing with uh trying to get a long-term deal with the team. It's always gonna be this type of stuff that comes with it. Um, that said, the Ravens are out there with Tyler Huntley. That's who they have at the quarterback position right now, hate it or love it. Um, And he's going to have to go out there and play maybe his best game to beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team that has a lot to play for on top of this um, being the rivalry that it is. And then it gets flexed to prime time. All eyes are going to be on this game. Both teams are going to come out trying to play hard. Um, One other thing, that the the Harb statement about I'm coaching who's out here it's not the greatest quote to have, I don't think, uh, considering what's going on. I understand it, no doubt. He's coaching who's available. He's coaching who's on the field. That goes without saying. Uh, but it it doesn't sound great to your fan base um, when it's already rumors that Lamar is kind of alienating himself from the team and things like that. And it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It's I, I feel like these coaches and players sometimes – they go out their way hey. to try to say nothing and they end up giving us something, you know? Um, And I think that's what ended up happening right there with Harves. I feel like Harves was trying to not say anything. And then of course they're not trying to say anything. He said something. Um, And it, and it, whether he means it or not, it comes, the per the, the way it comes off is we're, you know, whatever. Lamar's not here. It's whatever. We're not dealing with that. We're going with, who we have out here at our disposal, and it, like I said, it just, it just doesn't sound right. I think right now when people are conflicted on what to believe right now, that adds a little fuel to the fire for me.
2: Yeah, and I, I look, he kind of did the same thing with Ronnie Stanley. You know, mm-hmm. the the, the, the yeah. Ravens are never going to tell you. Um, information that might be something that you know he has taken out of a a page of Bill Belichick's book in terms of like not being transparent about injuries I mean they're not the only ones that do it other teams don't really do it either and you know this is just who he is now do I agree that that was that that was an answer that he should have sent no but john harbaugh is who he is he's not going to change because you or me or anyone else doesn't like it you know what i'm saying that's who he's always been this has not started with lamar and let's not act like it has it's lamar is just the latest dude that he's done this too in terms of when you ask a question he kind of gets annoyed by the question and gives this snarky answer right always been that guy nothing has changed um but but you the problem is is that you know you have a fan base that is was told i don't know by who but, you know, Dookie Houser, uh MD, social media has come up with the idea that a PCL injury is one to three weeks. The problem is we don't know what level of strain that his PCL I, injury I does. That's the
1: thing. I mean, I've done my preliminary research on it. I'm the furthest thing from a medical expert. But when I look it up, it's, it's, it depends on the grade. Yeah, correct. One to three is if it's a you know, mild grade one sprain. Uh, grade two would be. I think three to six weeks or something yes, like that. That's correct. Um, and and uh, if it, anything more serious than that, they said for at professional athletes, it can be up to like eight weeks. Honestly, uh, depending on their body and how their rehab is going, but it can be up to eight weeks for an injury like this. So there's a variety of the range. It just is depending on how serious is the injury. I mean, we've seen Lamar a couple of times since the injury. Uh, He's had a. I I saw him Sunday after Saturday, after the game in the locker room, he he had a noticeable limp to him. I I can't deny that. He definitely had a limp to him. Enough of a limp for me to say with enough certainty for myself that I did not think we would see him this week. Not to say we won't see him again at all, but this week I felt like was a complete long shot. Just the way he looked in the locker room to me. Um, That said, I've never really questioned Lamar's work ethic.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Yeah, I want to be clear on
2: opinion. that, too. I yeah, want to be clear I, on that, too. I don't think thinks. that he's a dude – you know, you hear people saying, well, he is um, potentially soft quitting or like quiet quitting. I don't believe that for a second. And, and, and to do that is so disrespectful for a guy who really works hard, who appears to be a complete competitor. And, you know, you're just coming to these conclusions because – I don't know why, but oh, because you think he because he, he wants to get paid. Well, we all know he wants to get paid. And and that's fine. But to act like Lamar is getting pennies on a dollar, is he getting his worth this year? Absolutely not. Let me be clear on that. But he's getting $24 million. Like, don't let's not act like he's not getting paid at all because he didn't get a contract signed. So for y'all to imply or speculate that he's soft quitting. Is so disrespectful to me because I'm gonna tell you now, Cordell, if I'm soft quitting, I ain't gonna stand out there and them sub um frozen temperatures. You ain't gonna have me standing out there and I ain't gotta play either. I'm gonna go ahead and, and stand out there for a good 10 minutes and, and and cheer my teammates on, then I'm going back to the locker room and watching the rest of the game. I'm that's that's me. I but clearly I ain't a competitor, right? And so Lamar is, but let's move on from that because Lamar's not playing on Saturday. Um, on Sunday. The, the Tyler Huntley led offense is, and J.K. Dobbins did come out and and admit. I mean, what you what we all knew is, you know, Make after it, a it certain after a certain part, you know, of, of running, he's not a hundred percent. But you know what, Cordell, you know him not being a hundred percent. If this is what not a hundred percent looks like, I'll still take it all day, any day. He's he's mm. been phenomenal since mm. he's come back, and you know, we talked about this the first matchup a few weeks ago, like the, the, the Steelers defense, obviously. Well, they did not look good last week against the Ravens because Josh Jacobs had a, had a nice day. Um, and I'm not saying that they're going to replicate that again, but this offensive line has been very good in run, uh, in, in run offense. So, you know, you would like to hope that the Ravens continue to stick to the game plan that they stuck with last week, which was Tyler Huntley throwing um, under 20 passes and having over 30 runs. Um, designed runs. You would like to hope that they will continue that trend because ultimately it worked last week. It worked the first well, running the ball worked the first time. And you want to kind of continue to see how vulnerable the Steelers run defense is because they did not look like they've been looking the week before.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Ravens had to, had, you know, gave the Steelers all they could handle on the ground the last time these two teams faced J.K. Dobbins, 120 yards on the ground, only 15 carries, had a touchdown. That was his first game back from his uh, knee scope. So, you know, he looked explosive and that's with J.K. not being at 100 percent. I think the formula is going to be the same thing in this game. Uh, you're gonna mix what you did in that Steelers game and probably combine that with what you did in the Atlanta game and doubling up on your rush attempts to pass attempts. Had 34 rushes in the game to 17 passes. That's the recipe for success for Baltimore um, to continue to ride this wave of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. That's that's really. All they have right now because this pass game is a crapshoot. Tyler Huntley, if he can kind of do what he did against Atlanta, but do it a little better and a little more efficient, um, and that is getting a couple big plays here and there, being able to throw a touchdown, more importantly, take care of the football. Tyler Huntley has had his uh, issues with turning the ball over this year, um, and he almost had a turnover in that Atlanta game with a fumble. But if he can take care of the ball and allow this run game – mixed with the defense to go out there and win the game for them they'll be okay um he just has to play within himself and I wouldn't I would uh implore Greg Roman to not call as many quarterback design runs for Tyler Huntley as he did against Atlanta this is not Lamar ain't gonna
2: listen. wasting your breath friend yeah I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: well I don't know he he, he 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 listened to us a little bit this week he he ran he stuck with the run uh but against the, design the QB
2: runs is where you yeah,
1: didn't no, listen you see that's why we got to be specific in, in in our requests. we we got to be very specific because he's playing <laughs> with us right now so greg roman if you're listening i want i still want the run game i just want a little less quarterback design runs uh i i, I like some of the motion sweeps that we saw some of the uh that, well, they weren't even really using them, but they were using them as kind of a disguise or, or something like that. They had guys like Andy Isabella coming, and doing the jet sweep motions uh, that Devin Duvernay would do, but they didn't hand him the ball. Maybe give him the ball uh, once or twice this week and see what happens. He's got enough speed to hit the edge. He's not a big guy, but you never know. He may be able to outrun uh, that Steelers defense, but... it it definitely starts with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and really that offensive line, which has been flat-out dominant. They played their butts off the last time they faced uh, Pittsburgh. I know that defensive line is watching that tape and not happy with themselves, specifically Cam Hayward, who's going to be going up against rookie Tyler Lindebaum a lot. Um, So I I would expect this, this Steelers front to try to show up a lot more than they did the first time. But ultimately, I think that the Ravens are probably the best in the league when it comes to just playing smash-mouth football, and they should go out there and try to do just that against this Pittsburgh defense again.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I just think that you have to impose your will on, on them um, and do the best that you can in that regard. And get high percentage throws, high percentage throws, high percentage throws, like continue to do those things. Continue to keep Mark Andrews outside, dog. Like it, it works. The play that he had last week, you know, in the past the Mark Andrews was, was great. Now, what we did see was Mark Andrews be frustrated in terms of, you know, he was finding ways to get open. And he simply just couldn't do it. Um, Well, well, not couldn't do it. He just simply would not look in the way of Mark Andrews, who was winning his matchups. And I get the frustration of Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews does have to understand is that, you know, Tyler is a different guy. And Lamar absolutely is going to try to look for Mark Andrews first. But Huntley... Isn't is may not, you know, and, and maybe, you know, in terms of like his arm strength throwing to that side of the field might not have been beneficial for him. I don't know what it was. It just feels like he favors his right side a little bit more in terms of throwing. And so I hope that he can look at Andrews a little bit more this week because if they're gonna continue to put him outside, he's winning the matchups based on the fact that he's taller than everybody that's defending him. And so physical. And more physical. So you want to get him involved. But, you know, I, and so I understood the frustration 110%. I just hope that they had those communications this week and that they can find some ways. Look, if you if it's up to me, just let the tight ends do all the work this week. That's, that's what I would do. I would have the tight ends put in some work. I would have the running backs have a day. And that's the way to me, you know, yes, you can get the wide receivers involved, of course, but I really love the matchup of having Mark Andrews on the outside because I do think that it's a mismatch no matter how you try to spill it. So if the Ravens can continue to do that, I definitely think that number one, the time possession that they love to have so much goes in their favor. And number two, I think that these are some mismatches that you can argue it's beneficial for them to finding a way to get a win. So that, that's how I think – look, J.K. Dobbins, they claim that he doesn't have a pitch count. Well, I need y'all to prove it to me. Give him more than 15 I yards mean, if he don't have a pitch count. Give Gus yet. more than 15 yards. Yeah, he just I had – I mean, 15 he, carries. I'm he, sorry. He, I look – He didn't he like,
1: Right. He didn't, he didn't even have a carry after the third quarter. Like, if he's not on a pitch count, that's got to change. And, I mean, I understand Gus Edwards being the closer. Gus Edwards right. was – clearly the guy that was in a groove on Saturday against Atlanta. I have no issues with Gus Edwards being the closer, but I think there's enough carries for both of these guys to be more involved than they have been. I mean, even with as good as Gus Edwards was, he had the same amount of carries as Tyler Huntley granted three of those carries for Tyler Huntley were nailed down. So Tyler Huntley had eight carries in the game. Gus Edwards with 11 for 99 yards and and JK with 12, like, It's enough carries to go around. They take down some of those quarterback design runs for Gus Edwards and J.K. to at least get three to four more carries each.
2: I agree. So, um, G-Row, if you're listening, stop eliminating J.K. Dobbins in the fourth quarter, just because you believe that Gus is the Felix Batista of this team doesn't mean that Felix Batista don't need a day off sometimes. You know what right. I'm saying? You can share the wealth. Go ahead and move it around a little bit. Get both guys involved. And, and my concern, too, um, Cordell, is that because what you'll start seeing eventually is, like, J.K. not getting the um, chunk of carries that he normally gets, like, in the first quarter. Half of the game is why we start to see less of him and more Gus. And I just think that that's a little unfair. And I hope that the Ravens figure out a way um, to, to, to keep JK involved, particularly at the end of games, because it's important.